warning. The Bonsai Beat contains explicit language and may not be suitable for all listeners or fans of Neo Genesis Evigallion. Several anime companies have gone bankrupt. 1,337 anime fans have been sued. All the while, the Bonsai Beat has been there to deliver you the latest in news, show reviews, and discussions from both the experienced and novice anime fans' point of view. And now, broadcasting from a deserted island so Funimation's lawyers can't find them, here are your hosts, Delokun and Zach. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Bonsai Beat. This is Jello Kuhn along with Zach. Hello, hello. How you doing, sir? Quite well. So, we need to discuss at length the symbolism of the song to our review today. I was hoping you would, because uh, I couldn't place the artist. Oh, for shame. Deftones. Hmm. Ah. Maybe for I... your time. No, I know of them, but I didn't recognize what they sound like. I played back in school. I don't know. That's what the lyric I know of that song. Uh, I'm reviewing Real Life this week. A show that was dropped on us. Netflix style, I guess you could call it. Yeah, they probably coined that method of releasing a show. (laughs) And you are going to be reviewing... Cabinari of the Iron Fortress. Attack on Titan with zombies. There you go. Well, that's our show, guys. Bye. <laughs> uh, how are you doing today? How's your How's your week been? How's your week going, I guess? I don't know. Uh, recently, I got back from Texas. I was visiting to find... Well, I already found a place for me to live, but to find a place for my family to live in Austin. You guys, are, my... all, you guys are all moving down there now? Yeah, so my parents are going to follow my little brother to UT Austin, and I'm going to live alone in Lubbock. At, at Texas Tech. So I already had an apartment, but they had to look at houses and apartments. So we went down there for a week and stayed at an Airbnb and looked at places. On My brother did his orientation for UT, and then I toured my campus in Lubbock. So I recently got back from that. Yesterday I worked at the gym. Tomorrow I work at the gym. Today I just played video games. Pretty good. Watched some anime yesterday. Just can't believe it, man. When we first started podcasting together, your little brother was, I think, a freshman in high school. And now he's going to college. They grow up so fast. Oh, man, that is crazy. Well, congrats. You guys are going to move away from Michigan? Cold Michigan. Yeah, it was pretty hot when we visited Texas, although it was kind of hot everywhere in the country, like... This week, so. So I don't mean to be all political here, but you know, you saw what happened in Dallas. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Don't know. I was gonna say I can't make an additional comment without being political, most likely. So. Well, I, you know what though? It's our podcast. We can do what we want. No, I'm not gonna do it. I'm ah. Not <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I wasn't there. 
Yeah. I didn't visit Dallas. I don't plan on living there, and we already left Texas before it happened. There we got go. back like uh, beginning of this week or Sunday, I think. Gotcha. Well, <clears throat> what do you? You said you watched some anime. What have you been watching? What haven't I watched? I actually haven't watched that much, but I'll start with my most recent and most favorite. Um, High School DxD Born, the third season, dubbed. So I'm on episode six now. I'm already halfway done. And it's still my favorite dub of all time. Hmm. I don't feel bad saying that. Like, I like Code Geass's dub, Steins Gate, uh, Toradora. Those are all acceptable, good dubs, but... I, feel, I believe this one brings the show to the next level. Like, it's a show I probably wouldn't even be interested in enough to watch until it was in English and all the jokes were hilarious. So, yeah, great show. Really enjoying it. I don't... I forgot what I gave the other ones. I guess I can check. I think they were 10s. Yeah, perfect 10s. Probably 13s. But I love uh, fan service so much. Um, I'm going to tell you. But... I'd say I'm, I'd give this one an 8 as it stands now, halfway through. Like, the action is just as good, though it's kind of, like, secondary to the comedy for me. Okay, so I give the first season a 7, the second season an 8, and I think I'd give this one an 8. It's like, it's everything I want in a comedy show. Maybe even 9. Maybe they're going to go up 1 each well, time. Why haven't you been reviewing these shows? I mean, come on. Dang. Have I not? Uh-uh. You might be doing them on the uh, year end. I'm for sure John and I talked about the first one. I think you are correct. So, But I don't know about other than that. Because I'm like, this is the fan service show. We should talk about it. And I think I convinced him to do one. But yeah, I should review two and three once I'm done with three. And... Uh, you know, yes, we reviewed the original. Okay. As I suspected... And then in addition to that show, which is not new, I, as we talked last time, what, I had like 11 new shows I was going to watch. You Some of them still aren't out. Both oh, Denkin wow. Ranpas, uh, I believe one starts airing tonight and one starts in like three days, so they're kind of late. But um, I was able to watch the new Love Live. So far, it's even better because, well... Let's put that into perspective, because this is only one episode instead of 24 like the other ones, right? So I think it's better because they have a very clear direction on how they're going to set up the show, whereas before it's like it's their first Love Live show. Mm-hmm. So it, it took her, like, the main character, Konika, like five episodes to round up all the girls. They seem to be doing it much faster. Like, I already know, like, half of the band members already, because she's already, like, hunted them down. You already watched a Sunshine movie, right? Uh, Sunshine is like the new. Oh, I watched the movie. I reviewed that. But Sunshine is the start of like the new characters in this oh, TV show. Okay. So that's the first episode I watched recently. So completely new characters in the franchise, unlike the last three franchise like mediums they had. So pretty great. I watched New Game, which I recommended you to watch. I don't know if you got a chance to check it out. I did not yet. Um, that one's fun. I read, like, the four-panel manga briefly at one time, and so far it's true to that. It's not, like, a great show, but it's about this girl who just graduates high school, and she goes to work at a game company. Uh, she's really tiny, so they must take her as a kid, but that's, like, secondary. 
to the story is just like um, I'm not sure if it's supposed to be like coming of age show or comedy really but so far it's a little of both it sounds like a comedy to be honest this is this genre as comedy and slice of life basically she works at a game developing company who's now making the sequel to the game she grew up with and she's like younger than everyone and I find it kind of funny because I worked briefly in corporate life and they make some jokes about that so you young whippersnappers uh huh and what else did I watch? Episode one of Real Life. Not nearly enough to review it, but I at least uh, got the gist of it, you know, so I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I can comment. Yep. Um, the first episode of the second season of Food Wars, which John and I reviewed recently um, on this podcast, and um, it was really good. It actually didn't even waste my time, which I like. I hate how some seasons are like, this is what happened. Whether it's a recap or it's like a reestablishment of the characters. This just started the tournament, of the, the cooking tournament they're about to do at the end of last season. So I still stand by my thing. I need We need a chibi Alton Brown. Yeah, that would be great. It's a, He's already witty and entertaining and informative. Now he just needs to be cute, right? Exactly. Although, how amazing would they be if, like, he like lended his voice to a character portraying him, or like someone like him in Food Wars? In Food Wars, it'd be pretty great. He should be one of the judges, yeah, because they have three judges, like Iron Chef. So he should be one of the judges in Food Wars. And Guy Fieri. Oh God, <laughs> <laughs> he's going to take the characters to Flavor Town. It's off the chain. <laughs> I don't know how you say it. The Chano in Japanese, I don't know. Yeah. This is out of like bounds. Really bad English. Yes. Um, I'm also still watching ReZero. Diners, Drivers, and Dives. Tokyo edition. <laughs> <laughs> Ray Zero. Still good, if not a little unfocused. Actually, something of note. Um, perhaps not unfocused, it's just a different direction. Before they set up the character as some, like, unstoppable guy, because, like, uh, we talked about it before. If he dies, he comes back to life, and he has to, like, figure out how to fix it. Well, they spent, like, 12 episodes of doing, like, who done it, and he solved the mystery of who done it each time. There's been, like, three cases of that. But now, he lives through the most recent thing when he actually would prefer dying to fix it, you know? So he's like, I screwed up, but it's fine. If I die, I can set things right. Well, he lives, which is an interesting take on it because I just assumed he'd die again and like they'd do three more episodes of him fixing it so now he has all these regrets because he messed up and he can't just like kill himself now because he won't go back to the right place and um, they kind of made him like insecure and not powerful which is interesting I feel like it's something anime struggles with a lot it's like they make the character too strong because he's the main character but they hardly ever make him weak and the most recent case I can think of I've seen is Future Diary in which the main character is just a total bitch for like 15 episodes mm-hmm. and then suddenly steps up and like kills someone and helps you know eventually get to the end and ultimately has to confront her so um, but that was kind of re- viewed negatively I remember people I watched the show with and people talked about it on Reddit they're like well the show would be so much better if the character wasn't such a bitch and to me I like that about the show because I mean, if you're somehow in this deathmatch game and people are being murdered and trying to kill you, I imagine most people would be 
afraid for their lives, despite what, I don't know, how they may act on the internet. So, like me, despite having minimal martial arts and, like, gun skills, I would still be very afraid. So, um, I like where it's going, but I don't know if they're going to resolve it in time, because they only have, like, eight episodes left, and they introduced a ton of characters, and, uh... Now the character is just like wallowing in self pity, and I don't know how they're going to progress the story. Mm-hmm. So, but interesting, much better than him just like dying over and over until he fixes his problems. Yeah, because it seems like a cop out. Like, oh, we don't have to try very hard in the story. Right. I mean, they only need like three arcs, right? Because each one's five episodes done over, which was enjoyable for a while. But right as I got sick of it, they changed it. So, I've heard some negative opinions of it because the character is now kind of less powerful, but. I, I'm enjoying it. I just am curious if they can pull it off in time. Gotcha. And then I'm still watching JoJo, albeit slow. Pretty sure I'm behind. I'm waiting for my brother to watch that with me. And I think that's it. I mean, there's much. There's like four other new shows I'm going to be watching and talking about eventually, in addition to those like five, but uh, some of them haven't aired yet. Which is strange, because Love Live Episode 2 just came out, and Dang and Ron Festival hasn't done their first one, so... Yeah. Um, That's about it. Cool. I've been watching, uh, still watching that Did You Think There Were Girls Online show. Uh, uh, did that finish, or is that like... Uh, I think it finished, but I'm watching the Funimation dub. Okay. So... I want it to be done. Like, uh, this show just is just... Uh, ugh. It's awful. It's not very interesting. <laughs> but I keep watching it because it's like, well, I watched seven episodes out of 12 or whatever. Might as well finish it. So. Right. It's one of those, like, I'm just kind of slogging through when I see it. When I looked at that show, I was reminded of the My Mental Choices one. It's nothing like that. Well, I knew it was nothing like it, but it came to my mind because I'm like, that's a comedy show I want more of. Where's season two? (laughs) This isn't a comedy show so much more of it wants to be like a romance with like gaming lingo. I wouldn't even finish it I hoped it would at least be a comedy. I mean, it tries to be. Horribly. Mm -hmm. Which is even worse. Yeah. So. Um... I started watching Orange today. I didn't realize it was on the second week. Um, very interesting show. Uh, very shoujo. The characters are drawn very shoujo-esque, you know, like you normally see. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't realize that show was a shoujo. Um, to me, it looks like real life. It isn't. It's... it's I don't know. Only after one episode, it's hard to say, like, okay, because I obviously already watched Real Life. Mm-hmm. So, I'm conflicted because... I think I'm uh, thinking of my right review, synopsis, at least. This is the like one this where girl she... that writes to her future self. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're, you're very much correct. Okay. Holy shit. Uh, I gotta stop yelling into my microphone, apparently. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, uh, yeah, so... Yeah, she she writes to herself. But the thing is, the episode starts off with, like, showing part of the group <clears throat> ten years in the future, just looking at a picture and and then flashes to her as in high school, and they look similar, so you don't really know what's going on. But then you realize, oh, it's her high school self, and she finds a letter, like, just randomly in her hand or something. 
and she reads it and doesn't. The interesting thing is she doesn't follow the instructions per se. Because it'll say, basically she says, I'm writing to you ten years in the future. I have lots of regrets. On this day, this, 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 and this happened. And they all came true. Well, one of the things that it said, don't invite the new guy who transferred in um, with you. He's going to you know, get invited in. She didn't mm-hmm. listen. But it's one of these things where it's like, to me I'm thinking, like, why is the main character not freaking out about this? She's just like, oh, that's weird. This letter, it says this stuff, and holy shit, it happened. But I, is it because it's supposed to be a romance or... Like they've already established the new transfer student in there, and her, the main character, all in love. Um, but her future self doesn't. Want no, that to no, no, no. Her fall, her future self falls in love with another member of the group and has a kid. Mm. But the thing is, she has many regrets. You know, one of them was not playing in the high, <laughs> apparently playing in the class softball, being a pinch hitter. It's like. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, like, do do you seriously? You're 26, and you're like, oh man, back 10 years ago, I wish I would have did that. Things so would have been different. Y- you know, you know what I mean. Like, so far, other than like her having feelings for this new character that she only met like once, and then is gone for two weeks. Um, I, I don't know. Like, I'm trying to think if I'm overanalyzing this or overthinking it. And not just letting the story go, because to me, so far her regrets are kind of stupid. Like, do yeah. you fucking seriously regret one thing you did in high school? I mean, that's the point in the end. I think, yeah, I think it may be too early. And that's what I was thinking too. But, I mean, it looked very nice visually. I liked the character designs, I liked the scenery, I liked the, everything about it. It was very nice. Um,. Um, episode 2 came out here I think today uh, it's on Crunchyroll so I'm going to watch it uh, it's just one of these things where I'm just like I, I don't know you know what I mean like it's clearly supposed to be a show that's serious and and you know it's not a comedy by any means it's, mm-hmm. it's hardcore shoujo anime so I, I don't know you know it's one of these like the where I look at real life real life is supposed to be like comedy slice of life kind of deal so it's a little right. jarring going from that to this and mm-hmm. there's another show called Relight re, that Rewrite that I think is supposed to be following the same premise oh wow everyone's on the erased band, bandwagon something well I wouldn't even call it that I would just think that, but yeah um as far as anything else I picked up Serial Experiments Lane on Blu-ray that'll be here tomorrow I've tried watching that show several times and I'm going to finally sit down and just watch it a lot of it goes over my head when because it, it's 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 a it's, it's a psychological like drama uh-huh. you know set in the 90s with computers and the internet and stuff but it's, it's a very popular popular show like very well received classic show and I'm glad to be getting it on Blu-ray but I just—it's one of these shows. Where I just don't. And we've got, we've got a review of it on our on our review index from years ago from uh, Zaldar. 
But uh, just one of these things where I've just never been able to sit down and actually finish it. Hmm. I've been recommended to watch it, so maybe I'll watch it at the same time. Yep. I picked up Redline on Blu-ray, too, because I figured, hey, hand-drawn, looked pretty. Could always watch so it. If you're going to get something in Blu-ray, that'll look nice. Yep. That's the one to get. Other than that, I'm not really watching much. Um, I, I've been meaning to get back to watching Monster. I kind of dropped that show for a while. I'm going to probably get back and try to finish it up. Yeah, I forgot to mention that. I tried watching like Chirabako again, and the one about making anime, and it's totally well-received, and I enjoyed the episode, but it's, like, exhausting to watch. I watch an episode, and it's just so busy. There's so much reading. Yep. So, I don't know. I don't know if I'll be able to do it. I hear you. But, yeah, I'm trying to get back to watching some more current stuff and trying to get back to watching some more stuff I've been having either on my list or just... Stuff that I've heard that's good, because I'm kind of slacking. I, mean, yeah, I think I, you'd really I, like Food Wars. I looked at my mail list, and I was like, I have two things on here from 2016. Yeah, I'm going to pass you up. Probably. And I think you still have, like, 15 more days watched, but, you know, closing in. There you go. Um, if only yeah. High School DxD had, like, 20 seasons, so I could catch up. <laughs> well, start watching uh, Hajime no Ippo, and you'll get some days on there quick. Mm-hmm. Every season is like 72 episodes. Oh, wow. No, the first season is like 72. The second season is like 25. Actually, now I'm curious. Now I want to look. <laughs> uh, I wish there was more Hijime no Ippo. That show's amazing. Let's see. Alright, 75 episodes for the first season, plus an OVA. 26 for the second season. 25 for a third. So, there you go. Wow. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So. But alright. Um, anything else? So we had Anime Expo last weekend. Did you see anything worth talking about? Or? Hmm. Hmm. Should I have? No, I don't yeah. really remember. Eh, whatever. All right, well, let's just get a DVD picks then. Generally, when stuff like that happens, I pay more attention to the game announcements than the anime, because I know, like, I see the anime anyway, season to season. Yeah, so, I hear you. I don't like... It, uh, it all pretty much gets licensed now anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, like, I've never... It's crazy to think how much stuff actually gets licensed for distribution now, actually on a DVD and Blu-ray, like, quite a bit compared to five or six years ago. Where getting stuff was like, oh, I hope we get it. Right. So. Alright, let's get into DVD picks. It's another week and more DVDs are being released. What should you get? It's time for the weekly DVD picks. Alright. Have you heard of this? Celestius Pictures? I have not. Or is it Cinelicious? That's what it is. <laughs> like delicious cinema. Exactly. I've also not heard of the Belladonna of Sadness. So sad. Alright, well, I can start. First, being released by itself today, the 10th, Sound Euphonium Collector's Edition 2. On a is Sunday? This, is this just the second half for $90? Because, like, that's only... 
six episodes. But anyway. Jesus. I didn't know Pony Canyon did, like, the big collector's editions either. Yeah. But apparently they have that one. They're doing the Aniplex. They're doing the Aniplex model. Mm Mm-hmm. And then we have The Belladonna of Sadness, which is a 1973 feature film by Mushi Production. Wow. Uh, the poster looks cool. It follows the story of Jean, a peasant woman who was raped, which leads to her being accused of witchcraft. So is this Joan of Arc? That must be Joan, then. It is notable for its graphic and suggestively erotic, violent, and psychedelic imagery. Well, well, the 70s. You know, the poster looks pretty cool, and it seems like the story of Joan of Arc, but who knows. Um, what else? We got a good librarian, like a good shepherd. Lucky Star. Is this the one you bought? Yeah, it is the one I bought. TV and OVA. Complete collection. Blu-ray and DVD. I gotta have my, uh... You know, I gotta have my, uh... My stuff. You know, this is from 2007, man. All the mm-hmm. inside jokes from 2007 and older anime, just stuff that... Yeah, you gotta show your age, that you get the reference show about shows that are old. Exactly. Robotics notes. That's still coming out? Apparently. Those are the save edition, that's fine. Ah, well actually, I'll buy it on save edition. Yeah, you get the it's Blu-ray like... and DVD for $30. Not that I'd want to watch it. Yatterman Night. Yatterman. Rene. Strawberry Marshmallow and Pokemon the series. Pokemon! You playing Pokemon Go? <laughs> no. Yeah, either. John is, though. It's funny, he lives in Grand Rapids, so you can play it like from his high rise apartment just looking in the street. Because huh. he's like already in the city where they are. <laughs> um, we got Plastic Memories, Volume 1, from Andy Plex for $90. Jesus. Thanks, Andy Plex. See Control, The Money and Soul of Possibility. Oh, that's save edition. That's another good one to pick up. Mm-hmm. A Certain Magical Index 2 Complete Collection Blu-ray DVD combo. You need that. Nah, I'm waiting for Railgun Complete Collection Season 2. I don't care so much as it's a parent series. Like, I've seen it, but would I own it? Nah. Fractal Complete Collection Kamisama Season 1. All save edition. It's like four save editions in a row. Yona of the Dawn Part 2. Not save edition. I don't know what it is. Children who chase lost voices. Sentai selects their version of save edition. Soft Tenny DVD and Blu-ray. Finally, um, watched it, reviewed it. Probably wouldn't buy it, but man, you loved it. Yeah, you can go listen for yourself. <laughs> I do love tennis. Um, is that it? That's two weeks worth. Yeah, it is two weeks worth. So when what I was, an underwhelming two weeks for me. Yeah, um, I would say Lucky Star. Obviously, I've already purchased it. It'll be in the mail here on Tuesday. Woo! Glorious four by three, Blu-ray. Wow! Because they didn't have widescreen back then, if I'm not mistaken. Actually, they did, but I don't remember if it's going to be in four by three or widescreen. I think it's four by three. Um, man, that's about it. Nah, um, man, I'm totally underwhelmed. I wouldn't buy Index. That's probably my favorite, so... <laughs> Out of all those. I, I'm willing to try the Belladonna of Sadness. Would I buy it for 
Well, I guess it's forty dollars, but if you want the LE edition, it's one hundred and twenty. Jesus that's Christ! Quite, that's quite the jump for a limited edition. I wonder what you get, dude. Looking at next week, da- Data Live one season one is already a save edition. Because yeah, that shows shit. It is actually Funimation's been releasing a lot of save editions lately. Yeah, summer seems to be the time for it. Like they had some sales too, I think. Hmm. Oh, when they cry. Yeah, next week is much more exciting to me. Yeah, I was thinking about getting that on Blu-ray too. It was like twenty, eh, I think it's like forty bucks. Yeah, but then you need the second season. But do I want to? Par- do I want to know about the Cotton Floating Festival? Hmm. I mean, I've already seen all the murders. I just want to see him eat the needle again in his rice ball in Blu-ray. No, where that girl's fingernails get pulled off. Oh, Jesus Christ! I hate that part. <laughs> I've never even watched season two. I need to do that. And then Log Fries in season two, the show I gave up on. So, well, we pretty much talked about everything next week, but we're not reviewing it. Yeah. Pretty much. All right. So. Onto the main course. The main course. The main course, Food Wars. <laughs> uh, do you want me to review Real Life first? Go you, for it. You've been yeah. talking a lot. Mm-hmm. You should shut up. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, let me talk about just episode one, and then I can shut up, yep. Yeah, no, actually, I'm kind of curious. Uh, go ahead. All right, so I watched it purely because you said you were reviewing it, and I'm like, i got to figure out what it's about. Though we did talk about it briefly. Like, I knew you were watching this as of last time we recorded. So my initial impression of it was just like... um actually exactly what the synopsis says the whole entire first episode i was not surprised in how it went yeah like he uh meets that guy he gets the pill he becomes a high schooler he's mildly shocked because he looks different is willing to accept it because he's an anime character he goes to school he interacts with people there's like the taboo of haha i'm older but then he got like made fun of because he doesn't remember everything from school which is obvious and then he's like, this is a lot easier than a job interview. And then he goes home. Like, to me, the episode was very generic. I knew what was going to happen, and it didn't make me want to watch more. Ouch. Harsh. I'd give it a five. I was completely average, because I knew what I was getting into, and it, it delivered. It delivered what I wanted it to, but I don't see how it becomes any more interesting. So I guess you'll tell me. All right. So our main character is 27-year-old Kaizaki. He's jobless. He quit his job after three months. So nobody, no reputable company will hire him. Um, he's working at a, at a convenience store. And we meet him when he's going out for drinks with friends. Um, and well, We actually meet him when he's trying to get an interview. And, and the interviewers are like, Bruh! Kaizaki-kun, you, uh, you quit in three months. We in society do not look kindly on that. Fuck your reasons. And he's like, no, fuck you, society. And then he got sad and killed himself. No, but essentially, he can't find a real 20, you know, 40 hour, 40 hour a week job. Because, I guess in Japan, if you quit your job after three months, you are... Terrible. You're like blacklisted You're from blacklisted society. From work. Exactly. <laughs> You're no longer a. You're not even a person. Yep. 
So he goes out drinking. He has to pretend that he's, he's, you know, has a job in front of his friends and all that. And then his mom calls when he's coming home drunk. And she's like, we're cutting you off, son. You're 27, for Christ's sake. Sick of pain for your ass. I love how that's a part of, like, every anime I watch. Oh, I know. Exactly. It's like, until they show otherwise, you have to, like, assume they're on the parents' stool. Yeah. That's <laughs> something I find funny. Like, last time I checked, Japan's super expensive. Like, how? what do these parents do? Like, you would think they can afford their son's, like, rent and living expenses. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, why can't they help him get a job? We're overthinking it. Uh, they even they blacklisted him from the family because he lost his job. Yep, exactly. See, let's see what happens. See, you lost your job in like two weeks. Now you can't find another one. <laughs> Actually, it was also three months. <laughs> was it three months? Yep. Oh man, I worked uh, June and August here. Yeah. Ah, oh, that sucks. <laughs> Not nothing you did though. I am this guy. Uh, society wasn't as harsh. Other, well, I mean, if you're willing to work, you can work anywhere. Exactly, and that he does. Yeah. So he's approached by a blonde guy who knows the situation. He goes, "You're Kaizaki-kun. You've not worked. You quit your job in three months. You have to pretend in front of your friends. If you take this pill, you might get a job afterwards." And he's like, "Oh boy, a job! <laughs> Give me that pill." Uh huh. Um, he agrees, and essentially the contract states you will go back to being seventeen in appearance only for one year, and after that one year is up, you will basically cease to exist. You will not be remembered. Everything you did will not be remembered by anyone. Everyone you contacted while you were seventeen. Allegedly, you will not be remembered. Really? Is that part of it? Because they yes. didn't tell me that in episode one. It's, uh, episode two. Okay. So that makes the show more interesting than I first thought. <clears throat> you would think. We'll get to that. All right. So he agrees. He signs a contract. and He already took he forgets because he's drunk. Yeah. He, I thought that was funny. He even he's took like, the pill. I guess I took the pill. I don't remember. Yeah. He woke up and he's like, oh, I got him young. Uh. <laughs> but, uh. Yeah, so he goes to school his first day. He's he's basically told, hey, you have to go to school, but I also have to watch you. So he has a handler named Ryosuke. Or Ryoke. That's his name, Ryoke. Or Rio, as some of the girls call him. Rio Green. Yep. Who also took the pill. Yes, he also takes the pill. He is the handler from the, camp, from the company. And, like, um... So he's pretty much in the class too, and he was there a year year before. He goes to school, and he forgets his pencil, and he's like freaking out. Like I, I this is what I didn't understand. Like, come on, I haven't been to school in thirteen years now. Jesus Christ, I'm old. You know, I graduated in two thousand three. I could go back to school tomorrow, and I'd be like, yeah, I need pencil, I need a notebook. Probably need a laptop nowadays. Probably never, don't even probably need a notebook anymore because it's right in your laptop. I mean, do kids still use notebooks today? Yeah. Okay. In I high school, yeah. Seriously, I don't know. Much, I mean, like not as much in college. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, I don't know. But still, everyone in the classes I saw for high school like would use a notebook because some classes don't allow laptops or like 
it's annoying to listen to them type. Yeah. No, I hear you. I, but yeah, god damn, 13 years ago. You'd at least come with like, yeah, backpack and like pencils and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, and you didn't bring shit. <laughs> you just brought a bag with cigarettes. And he met the teacher. <laughs> bring my gym bag with shorts and cigarettes. Yep. So, uh, essentially the first episode is him coming to grips with him being 17 again. Yeah, for a 27-year-old, you're right. In that first episode, he really flips out about not having a pencil box. Yes, he's like, oh, God. I was God. 27, I'd be so laid back, like, all right, I'm, someone will just give me a pencil. Like, yes. And then someone does. Like, <laughs> I would have yeah. just asked someone right away. Exactly. So, and the first joke they make is, oh, my God, I'm a 27-year-old in, in, in school with kids. <laughs> oh, I better not molest them. It's like, really, Japan? Had, had to go there? Mm-hmm. You're 27. Grow up. But, uh... And by all means, they're, like, also adults. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, like... They're, like, 18, right? Be, be normal. Yeah, like, 17, yeah. 16, 17. I would assume. I mean... Yeah, so he'd fuck. become 17. So you can assume they're also 17. Yeah, <laughs> like... somewhere in that range. But, um... Essentially, what continues on is, like... The st- teacher scolds him for sm- for finding cigarettes in his thing. He's like, "Oh, I bought this on a habit," and she's like, "Oh, you're seventeen. Oh, you're you're that's terrible. Smoking's bad for you, you dumbass." And the, he's like, "Well, how old are you?" And she's like, "Oh, I'm twenty five." You know, and he's like, oh, "God, I'm twenty seven, and I can't even." She's twenty five and can't even. She's already a teacher. You know, mm-hmm. in his head. But essentially, this show like. <clears throat> I was really hoping they would play up the fact, oh, 27-year-old, oh, look, I can't relate to these kids. No. Like, these kids are very accepting of new students. He quickly finds a group of friends. There's, um, uh, Raina, the redhead girl who plays volleyball, who's kind of standoffish and cold. There's Olga. Uh, Olga. <laughs> yep, he's like the happy, cheerful, uh, guy and he's smart um he likes Raina but he's too dense to realize that she likes him and then there's she is it she she Tori oh, I forget his name her name let's see her first name is Chizuru uh mm. he's Shori god say that three times fast she's like the girl who kind of just says whatever's on her mind because she doesn't really, she's not, she doesn't, she's socially awkward. But she doesn't no, she's do like it to, the smartest one. She's really smart. She's a class rep, and she's just smart, but like is socially stupid and like can't pick up on hints from people or cues, and pretty much just says whatever's on her mind. Mm, okay. And then there's on. As well, who's also a transfer student. Mm-hmm. So, um, Out of all the ones in the first episode, I liked her character the most. Why is that? She was like, she was like the only one that attempted to talk to him the first episode. She's like, I'm also the transfer student. Which makes me wonder, like, is this somehow a school for, like, all the older people? Ah, I had the same exact thought after the first episode. Like, why, why are because they, Because like, it was, like, suspicious... And yes, she also works for the company. She is oh, also wow. 27, and she also went back to be there to help Ryosuke. She was originally supposed to be his support agent, but was denied 
and Ryosuke oh. was made. There's a whole episode dedicated to that. Yeah, interesting, because she's like, oh, we need to stick together. I'm here to help you. I'm like, what does that mean? Or like, yeah, like exactly. both the transfer students? Like, they almost dropped too much of a hint. Yeah, <laughs> and they, you know, they do. Yeah. Um, so essentially, I mean, this show's hard. Like, it's like, you're getting to know the characters, but then, like, they start building up, like, drama for the sake of being drama. So, like, the first big thing is, like, we meet um, Hishori, and she's, like, awkwardly dumb, but she's cute, and he, he kind of likes that, and, like, kind of thinks of her as her kid, his kid sister, and meanwhile, he's like, oh, she's so cute. No, I can't do that. She's young. And it's like, oh, get up. We're get off of it already. Fuck. It's, it's almost annoying, because they keep coming back. That's some of the joke they keep going back to, is, oh, I'm with high school girls. Oh, and they even make it off one hand reference and one episode where uh, Ryosuke and An are like, we've had other people do dirty things with girls because they don't know after the year. You know, because they know after the year they won't be remembered. So they've taken advantage of girls. It's like, why? Like, how many people have done this? This thing was supposed to be an experiment. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? You're the last person to try it. Exactly. The twist? <laughs> You're the only one that's actually your real age right now. Take this pill. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, but, I mean, like, they start manufacturing drama, and it's supposed to be like, oh, look at uh, look at the main character, Kaizaki. Oh, he's he's helping these kids through their problems. He's, he's growing. Because uh, essentially... The show is <laughs> growing. Well, okay, so the it's whole getting so large. It's getting so large. Yeah, exactly. Um, the whole point of like his character is he's supposed to be like broken property. So the whole the whole reason we find out about why he quit after three months is because at the company he was working at, his trainer she was being bullied, and uh, I don't know if I want to say it because it's like. I want people to watch this show, but... Ah, oh, fuck it. If you have watched this show, pause it now. If you want to watch, you want to know what happens, keep going. Because I, I don't know. It's just one of these things you just you can't review. I don't know. It's so central to the to the show. But on the hand, in my opinion, it makes like no... They, they did such a terrible job with the, what they had. To me, it like doesn't really matter. All right. So the whole point of the experiment was... They selected Kaizaki because they thought he was a good fit. He was a nice guy, and they scouted him before they, you know, approached him and whatnot. And essentially, the whole reason he is in the position he is in um, is because the trainer he, he was working with committed suicide because he stuck his nose in. Essentially, she was being bullied. She was, like, one of the top performers at her company, and she was being bullied by other people there. And he, she explicitly told him, don't get involved. Stay out of it. I'm fine. I'll, you know, I'll deal with it myself. Well, instead, he tried to play the hero and got involved. It got worse, so she hung herself. So he got fed up because the company basically said, oh, uh, you know, it looks like she committed suicide. But she did it here at work. She must have really loved the company. She should be a shining example. And he freaked out and was like, what the fuck is wrong with all of you people? 
He worked for a black company. What is a black company? A black company is pretty much a sweatshop. Ah. Yes. So they did, you know, really low wages for crazy-ass work. Uh, Essentially, his thing was, they didn't really explain what he did, but I think it was like sales or something. But the point is, this was supposed to shock him so terribly that he quit his job and his boss was like, even like, look, if you quit, you're fucking throwing away your future. I will let you quit. You know, I'll, I will look past this and rip up the, rip up the resignation letter and let you go back to work. And he's like, no, fuck you. I quit. This is a terrible company. And he says a realist. I, I love this because it's almost kind of true. He said, people like you don't quit. You give notice. Do you think anybody cares that you quit? You're just a, you know, essentially you're saying you're just a cog in the wheel. You know, you're a nobody here. Us losing you is not a big deal. And that's very, 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 that kind of hit home for me. Mm-hmm. Because I've been fired from jobs. It sucks. But in the grand scheme of things, you think you're so important, you know, to the company. In the grand scheme of things, you're really not. You can be replaced. You know. Mm-hmm. And that's essentially what happened was he's like, yeah, I quit. And then because I quit in three months, nobody would let me explain why I quit. They just assumed I was worthless. So they wouldn't hire me. And then I pretty much just gave up and became a, you know, just stopped looking and I worked part-time at a convenience store. That's essentially it. And the whole point of Kaizaki is, well, we're letting you go back to, you know, being 17 so you can uh, get out of the house and be... I, this is why I was kind of confused about this. You know what I mean? Like, what is going yeah. back to high school? And, like, throughout the show... Throughout the show, Ryosuke, the guy, Ryoke, excuse me, the guy handling him, you see him writing reports. And the very last episode, him just being around people makes everyone's lives better. He is changing for the better because he's changing the lives, he's changing the people around him. And I'm thinking to myself, that's anything! You being a part of something, you going to work every day and working with your coworkers. Or you going to meeting your friends. You being there is making change because you're there. That's life. Mm-hmm. And they're like, his real life is going great. It's like, how? Like, this is, this is what frustrated me about the show. Was they didn't move the plot forward very well. Like, Kaizaki Ka- Ka- uh, as a like, main character is just kind of like there. He's just a nice guy. He doesn't like... He, he spins some wisdom from being 27, and there's a few scenes. So, like, the first big, like, manufactured, like, drama of this show is he sure he, you know, is dumb, as, you know, for socially. And, and Reyna is, like, you know, that, that girl with the, the volleyball team, right? Mm-hmm. She thinks because... He's sure he smile looks really creepy. It's kind of funny. She thinks that she's sneering at her the entire time. So she thinks they don't like, she doesn't like her. And she's envious that she became the class rep where she was at last year. So she begins to like begin a hatred of her to the point where like, you know, uh, like she steals her bag and like whatever. 
that caused trouble for her? Well, essentially, 27-year-old Neil Kaisaki finds out about it and basically sits her down and is like, have you tried talking to her? She's actually very nice. Bop, 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 whatever. And it's actually kind of funny because he says a few times throughout the show, I may be old, you know, I'm older than you, but da, 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 da. And they'll be like, no, no, you're not. We're the same age. You know, because he's forgetting he's, you know, he's a 20, you know, that he's in a 17-year-old's body, essentially. Mm-hmm. And he looks 17. But this is what frustrates, you know, and then that was like four or five episodes. Um... So far, I'm surprised this show got as high of a rating as it did. Yeah, I mean, Sounds like, kind of boring. It, it kind of was, and, like... It seems like maybe we're just... Maybe we're too old. Maybe this is a, a show for people that haven't experienced real life. That, that that could be it. It's like, maybe his wisdom is actually impressive to high schoolers. But that's the thing, he doesn't have much wisdom. Like, he's just generally <laughs> the nice guy main character who is there to listen to these girls' and guys' problems... And offer some wisdom, or offer like, oh, I, maybe you should try this, or not even that, just like, oh, I'm here to listen. Like, maybe, maybe that's the theme. Maybe it's the deeper theme. Being there to listen is important, and that girl wouldn't have killed herself. Well, and that's where I keep trying to go back to, like, essentially, it's just him coming to grips with his trainer's death, because he kind of blames himself. He's always like, if I didn't try to play the hero. You know, this wouldn't have happened. If I would have just listened and, you know, did what she said, you know, maybe this never would have happened. But, and I thought to myself, like, you know, anime has a very bad habit of, you know, oh, I gotta do what's right. I gotta play the hero. And then they play the hero and everything goes perfect and, and the main character lives every after, you know, lives happily ever after. Mm-hmm. It doesn't in this case, as far as, like, the events that occurred. And I thought that was really nice because it's like, wow, for once, you know, your main character isn't like trying to play the the white knight to a girl in distress. You know what I mean? Yeah, like my point earlier. Like we it's see that nice anime see all the time. Like, it's nice to oh see my. a main character struggle with something. <laughs> yeah, but in this, he's just going to school. He's an idiot. He always fails his tests. Ha 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 ha. He makes some friends. They're nice. Oh my god. Now they're over at his house, and he, like, he's got beer cans and stuff everywhere. Ha 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 ha. He's got to hide them. Oh my god, he's alone with a girl, An, who is the transfer student, who then comes on to him out of the blue randomly. And then she's like, oh, I was just testing you. I actually work for the company, too. Like, it's like they had, like, a cool premise. But they just couldn't make it work. Like I, 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 I was reading over some of the stuff on Reddit, and I'm like, people are like, "Oh, the show's great! Oh, my God. it's so good! It's so awesome!" I'm like, "What? Why?" Like to me, the overall story is just slice of life, and the guy is in a 17 year old body. Him being 27 seems to make very little difference. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how I felt about parts of Erased. It's like, you're not an ace detective because you're older, but, like, there's things you could have done much better. (laughs) Like, I thought the whole point of real life was, like, you go back ten years, kind of like, well, not even, like, orange. But, I, 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 you know, I kind of like what I liked about Erased, where it was like, hey, I have a chance to change the future. This changes nothing. 
He's like, I am doing this because I want a job at the end. Because I'm a nice guy. Not even that. I mean, I wrote notes for every single episode of this show. After I got done watching it, I would write down what I wrote, what I thought. And there was some generally funny stuff. Episode 3. I generally said it was a very funny episode. He had to go to gym class. And he sucked at gym. Like, he was like, oh my god, my body, I'm so old. I haven't exercised since I was in high school. And he's like slow, he trips and falls and like gets picked up by a guy and gets carried around by a guy to the nurse's office like a girl. <laughs> you know, shit like that was hilarious. Because I can relate. I'm fucking, I'm a fat ass now. And in high school I was like, you know, sports. And right. ran track and swimming and stuff. But uh, in, in, you know, now since then I haven't done any of that shit. I work on computers all day. I can relate. I was like, ah, it's hilarious. But I just, I don't know. I just, this whole show, like, turned into, like, manufactured drama between classmates. Like, there's a whole thing of, like, one of the big last things was Reyna versus, like, another girl who's, like, the star captain of the, the star team, uh... Of the volleyball team and her and her best friend, and we learn all this crap about her, and in the end, you know, Rena's like, "Oh, I heard, you know, oh, I, I'm jealous and this and that and blah 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 blah." You know what fixes it? Them going to her house and forcing her to go to the volleyball game to show up and play. Like, that doesn't happen in real life. You can't just show up at someone's house and be like, "You need, we know what's best for you." Ah. Come with us. <laughs> I mean, none of the characters are that lovable. They're just kind of there. Like, they all have their moments. I mean, they have the point where they want to get Reyna and Olga together. And they do. They get, They always play the storyline of Shitori is falling in love with, with Kaizaki. And Kaizaki's kind of wrestling in his head of like, Oh man, I could... You know, she's cute and I like her. And... This and that, but you know she's in high school. I'm too old, and he always like pushes himself away. But he always gets to that point, like you know, like oh we might kiss, but then he's like oh I can't do this, and you know pats her on the head, you know, and it's just like fuck, you know, it's like it's like they had this great premise, and it seems great on paper. Like hey, if someone approached you. And he had a shitty life, and he had a chance to turn it all around. Take this pill, and cool stuff happens. That sounds like an interesting plot. But in execution, it's your run-of-the-mill, high school, slice-of-life comedy show. With manufactured drama between classmates that somehow the main character can resolve, and... Usually it's through, you know, hey, just talk. Just, you know, whatever. Do this, do that. Common sense things. Meanwhile, there's other little factors here and there. Like, we learn about the two supporting characters and how they became support characters for Kaizaki and this and that. Even that was done horribly because apparently, like, Ryo was doing another person before him. Hmm. And... 
I think that's one of the fundamental flaws. They don't explain to us like what the fucking point is. They're just like, you did too much. You got too involved. Oh, you did too little, and now, you now it was a failed experiment. You know, oh, you're terrible. And then five minutes later, he becomes the you know the support person for for Kaizaki and basically has to start over. But like, they never explain to the viewer why this company is doing this experiment in the first place. Like. They just keep saying, oh, Kaizaki's having a great re-life because he's now more open and he's talking to people and he's got goals. Like, of course he's got goals. Like, I've been unemployed for a year. It's easy as fuck to get discouraged. When I would wake up and play World of Warcraft for eight hours a day, I would apply to jobs for a couple hours during the day. But then I had nothing to do. I had no responsibilities. My my responsibility was, am I getting my unemployment check? Did I pay my bills that I could afford? Sure, I did. I make dinner? Hey, sure, I did. Success. But, I mean, like, I didn't have to get up at 7 o'clock in the morning and be to work by 8. Fuck that. You know, I was unemployed. I didn't have a job. So I stayed up till 3 or 4 in the morning, 5 in the morning, 6 in the morning. Wake up at 8 o'clock at night, start, repeat. I didn't have responsibilities. So it's easy to get discouraged, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When you've got no one depending on you and no one expecting, nobody has expectations that you're going to do anything, you either do it yourself or you do nothing. And I can relate to Kaizaki in that sense, where it's like, you try. For that year I was unemployed, it wasn't like I said, fuck the world and didn't apply for work or... Uh, you know, did stuff to, you know, I, while I was unemployed, I went and got Microsoft certifications, you know, and did stuff to get my skill set up. But, like, just because I did that didn't mean I got a job right away, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think you hit the nail on the head here, Zach, where you said we probably aren't the right audience for this show because we know what real life is like. And when I watch anime, don't get me wrong, I'm not expecting a real life, like, oh, true to life, like, oh, my God, now he's 17 again, in appearance only. I wanted something like there to be a goal, a real purpose of, like, oh, man, I, in high school, I was a, you know, I was a C student, and look where my life got me, you know what I mean? Now I can right those wrongs. No, this was... He came to university, he got a job, something bad happened, and he shoved himself into a corner, you know, and pretty much lived that way. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't see how going to high school will fix that. Th- that's exactly it. His mistake was made when he was, like, 26, not when he was 17. <laughs> exactly. And that's what I don't understand in this show, is... What the fuck the point of him is going back to school for one year? Like, him going back to school would work much better. That plot with, like, like the character my, from Welcome to NHK. Yeah, like, my... Well, not even that, but... <laughs> I What I got was this. Him going back to school makes him accountable again. He's expected to show up at school. He's expected to do his homework. He's expected to do... Uh, his 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 tests. His friends expect him to be there. He is now part of a community of friends who know him and like him and want to be with him. 
And when he's not at school, they worry. They they want to know what's going on. He's building relationships with these kids, um, you know, on a deeper level than just friends. You know, you know what I mean? Like, he's now part of a social uh, clique, you know. Where before, mm-hmm. it was just, when you're 27, no one gives a shit. Like I said, no one gives a shit that you didn't get up at at eight o'clock at at night, at, from going to bed at five in the morning, and you played World of Warcraft all day. No one cares. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone else yeah. has got their own worries and shit. Yeah, they care about themselves. <laughs> yeah, and I think that was so frustrating about this show for me was I kept going like, when does it get good? When do you explain everything to me? Like. At no time, and I know I've already said this, and I apologize, but they didn't even explain, like, why this company is making this drug to make these people into children in appearance. Why are they going to this specific school? You know what I mean? They did a terrible job at that. Mm-hmm. Like, they didn't lay any foundation of, like, you know, there was, a, there was an episode dedicating you know, why they picked Kaizaki. And it was because, well, he works at a convenience store, and he's outgoing, and, like, Rio put his wallet, you know, purposely left his wallet behind, and he walked, you know, paid for his goods, left his wallet on the floor, on the counter, or, you know, whatever, out of the way, and walked out of the store and got halfway down the sidewalk, and, oh, hey, you forgot your wallet. Oh, he's trustworthy, too. Oh, he he knows his surround. You know, he's he pays attention to his surroundings. It's like, okay, and like <laughs> he meets minimum human requirements. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I mean, I'll move on. So uh, what, what a long review. I just it's one of these shows where it's like I wanted to really really like it. Yeah. Like I said, the premise seemed really freaking awesome, but in the end, it was boring. Like. By the ninth, tenth, eleventh, I mean, uh, literally, let me, let me open up, one sec. Okay, I pulled, I wrote a lot, I wrote four, let's see, four pages of notes for this show. Wow. Um, like, particularly episode eight, I will leave these notes, I'll put these notes up on the website, but... Like, I, I, I my whole point with this was, like, I've got one episode where it's just a sentence of, like, boring, don't care, move on. Like, by the end of this epi- by the end of this show, I was so fucking bored. Because it was just cliche, stupid bullshit, you know? Like, the whole thing of, like, the volleyball club. It's like, I don't give a fuck. You're gonna wrap it up. It's gonna be a happy ending. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, just get through it. But no, it, like, drug on and on and on and on. And by the time I finished the show, I was just like, thank God it's fucking over. The second, I mean, in this first show, they only go through a quarter of the year. Really? Yeah. Not even a full year. Like, they have set this show up for a second season. There's going to be new there's changes that they reveal as far as like who's the support person and this and that and 
and a few other things. Now Reyna and the Olga guy are now dating, and they're a couple, and this and that, and it just, it's just like, I don't know. It like it all fell apart, and in the end, I like I said, I really wanted to like it, but the characters are forgettable. the The story is very forgettable. Like. They make a few jokes in the beginning of, oh, I'm 27, and this and that, and, oh, isn't that hilarious? But in the end, it just turns into a to a boring, run-of-the-mill, generic, high school, slice-of-life slash comedy. Mm-hmm. And comedy, I use the word loosely. Like, it tries to be dramatic, but it's just stupid, petty, like bullshit that they just manufacture that you've seen in every high school anime of either misunderstandings or not knowing the full thing of what's going on and until they talk and but you know what I mean like it's super generic mm-hmm. I gave it a six um oh wow that's also what I gave my show I, I wanted to give I like I said I really wanted to like it I thought it was a cool premise but in the end it was just like every other fucking anime like, not even the main characters that... They don't even take advantage of him being 27. Like, mm-hmm. there's nothing that this guy brings to the table that another main character would. Like, it was... To me, it was just, like, happenstance. Like, oh, what if? And that's it. Mm-hmm. So. Um... If you watch the show, I mean, by all means, let me know if I'm missing something, but to me, I just feel like they had such a cool premise, and it just turned into garbage. And really, the only reason I finished it was because it was all there. And I was like, you know what? It's a new show. Maybe it'll get better. Maybe there's something, because I, I always try to think, you know, when I before I drop a show, I'm like, I gotta, maybe there's something... It's going to be better. Maybe something's going to happen that's going to change it, you know? Look at something like Steins Gate, where the first half of Steins Gate is slow as shit. Mm-hmm. And it's boring to the point of like, oh, come on. Well, then the second half starts, and it's like a whole new show. You know, with the, with everything. Mm-hmm. But sadly, I mean, it seems to be getting a good... Review. I mean, people seem to be genuinely liking it, but I'm always kind of weary about stuff because anime fans come and go, and I'm not saying, like, I'm superior because I've watched a ton of anime, but it's just, like, I've watched enough of these uh, these shows, the tropes, and the, you know what I mean, the cliches. Mm-hmm. Where it's just, like, you're not doing anything new. You, I mean, granted, it seems like a really cool new concept, but and like you were saying, oh, they're taking the erase route. I felt Erased did a better job. To a degree. Mm-hmm. So. Anyway, that's Real Life. Gave it a six. Uh, check it out. I'm really interested in anybody anybody's feedback. I, I'm also generally interested... Uh, more... F- if you guys like that Netflix style. I mean, the whole reason they dropped the show in Japan... Apparently, for piracy reasons... Is all one show... On one of their streaming platforms out there... Um, what do you think about, before we get into your review, uh, Zach, would you like more anime like that, where it's brand new, and you just binge watch as much as you want, or as little as you want? I mean, it took me a week to finish. Like, I watched four or five episodes, and then I was like, oh, okay, I'm getting kind of bored of it. 
and then watch a couple episodes a day, you know, every few days until he wrapped it up. Hmm. I think historically there's very little shows I would enjoy more watching frequently. Because, I mean, I For know... For me, the enjoyment's some, better is some, out. Okay. So, because, I mean, they, there, there are good shows that the fun part of the show is that cliffhanger at the end of the yeah, week. Yeah, like he raced, totally fun to watch week to week. Because they always kind of like left you guessing, you know, with like red herring at the end of an episode. Mm-hmm. If I could binge watch that, wouldn't be as good. Do you think you would miss things or like not get the... Cause I mean, for like some, For some shows, I wouldn't have missed things for your race, but I know it's better suited to be a long-running TV show. Same with, like, Gate, and let's see. Um, I- I'm not sure I can think of an example where it would be better to binge watch. Gotcha. Could um, just be I don't, like, allocate enough time well, to, I mean, to, like, be regretting it, but... I watched Great Teacher Oni Onizuka in, like, a weekend. That show I binged the shit out of, and that's 52 freaking episodes. Mm. Um, I guess I really enjoyed being able to binge, like, uh, romance shows. Like White Album and White, Toradora, yeah. Your Lion April, like those are fun to me. Mm-hmm. Like mystery wise, one well, mystery when it's related to like drama and dating. But as far as like normal shows, the normal being like action or just normal sci-fi shows, I don't mind waiting each week. Gotcha. Um, no, I, I hear you. Because I mean, like show like Code Geass, I watched oh so quick. But all the cliffhangers, all the red herrings, everything. I was like, oh my god, I want to watch another one because of that. Watched it, you know. Mm. Or I don't know if it would have been like if I would have had to wait week to week. Yeah, perhaps it doesn't make a difference. kind of doesn't. Because <laughs> like, I can think of some shows I'd enjoy more and some less that way. And, like It doesn't really matter to me. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they did it all at once, uh, I watched one episode and didn't want to watch any more. So, I mean, does that increase my enjoyment? No. I hear you. Which, I mean, is like the simplified version of the answer you wanted because, I mean, we only have one example, but... <laughs> yeah. But to me, it doesn't really matter. If it's a good show, I'm willing to wait week to week, yes. Gotcha. All right, well, your review here, sir. Sorry it took so long. Oh, wow. How much time do we have left? We got tons of time. This is a podcast. It's a po- It's unlimited. People can fast forward and rewind and pause and... They can be like, well, you know... Put us on 2.5 speed, so I'm like... Rob already said how the show disappointed him 17 times. Exactly. So we can skip ahead. There's no point hearing uh, 17 through 37. Exactly. Hey, shut up. <laughs> I'm passionate, goddammit. I mean, you know, for once that was a full review with notes. Uh, really, where it's a testament to our... Uh, uh, although dedication. I didn't use those notes, so, you know. Oh, jeez, good thing. Uh, <laughs> would have been here all day. The, the, the sky was a bright blue. And the clouds, although puffy, were too puffy, in my opinion. I, I felt a slight tingling sensation on the back of my hand during seven minutes of episode three. <laughs> <laughs> Day 27. Keep it like a horror notebook. So, uh, what show did I even watch? I don't even remember anymore. All right. Cabinary of the Iron Fortress. So I talked about this, perhaps at length, week mm, to week. Yeah, you've mentioned a few things. Yeah, I mentioned a few things. I keep comparing it to Attack on Titan, but it's made by the same studio, Wit Studio, and it's by the same author. Mm. So it's basically Attack on Titan. Speaking of Attack on Titan, 
It was confirmed at Anime Expo, July 2017. This is the next one? Yeah. Ah. Good, I can finally figure out why the wall's made out of Titans. We can also find out more about General Pixis. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure. There'll be like five episodes of just him yelling. Will I ever know what the key's for? Probably not. Never. We'll never know. Never know. You also never know. This character has a trinket, too. The main character in this show. Exactly. Oh, man. Oh, what? The main character in this show is Ikuma, and his trinket is this little gem on his hand from a necklace. So... Oh, you know what I just thought? Sorry, you want to catch off? Already, no. You know what I just thought? (laughs) What? Aaron's key opens the locket in Nisekoi. (laughs) He made a (laughs) promise with uh, Ryuji? Yes. All right, sorry, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Now I want to think about that when season two starts. (laughs) So, actually, Ryuji would be a great character to have in that show. He'd be cooked for all the soldiers. Yes. But anyway, so Ikuma's the main character, and he's an engineer. So the show takes place, like, mm, it's heavily influenced by steampunk, but really it just looks like they're, like, in the middle of their industrial revolution. They have, like, steam engines and trains, but, like, sort of low-tech guns and not really any other vehicles. So, well, actually, in the synopsis it says the world is in the middle of the industrial revolution. It doesn't actually tell you that. I just assumed it was, like, steampunk Japan. So, basically... He has this flashback in the beginning, and you see his little sister being eaten by this zombie, and she, like, drops her necklace as she dies, and he picks it up, and it has, like, a little blue gemstone on it, so he wears it around on his hand now. So then it fast forward, and, like, there's no zombies, so it's kind of confusing, because you're like, well, I mean, he's now 10 years older, I think, because his sister dies when they were kids. And he works as an engineer in the train station so everything in this society similar to how attack on titan this author really follows the same pattern attack on titan was in like those circles right and real wars huh and real wars yeah and real wars not the same author i believe (laughs) (laughs) but there are a whole bunch of little circle stations with walls that are connected by train tracks so his whole job is like when the train comes into the station the steam train to service it so basically the world has been taken over by zombies, and they drive their steam trains through them, killing them all, because they can't, like, get in in the big metal trains. And then they park it in the station, and they decontaminate it, they make sure no zombies are in there, and then he repairs it. So he's just repairing it, and he's like, wouldn't it be great, similar to Aaron, you know, where he's like, wouldn't it be great if we could leave the station, you know, and build trains that go on land because apparently cars aren't a thing so he's like fantasizing about a train that doesn't drive on tracks (laughs) which i thought was hilarious but he's like shunned for being the person much like aaron was or is like well aren't you just happy you're living you know and like in the station and not being eaten by zombies and he's like no i'll never be happy until humans are truly free so then uh the next episode episode two He's in his town, he's like going home, and you see him working in his workshop, and he's building a gun that, uh, like a steam-powered gun, which they already have, but it shoots bullets that are strong enough to kill the zombies, because the way you have to kill them is shoot them in the heart, and the heart has like this cage around it that protects them from bullets. (laughs) (laughs) This seems oddly specific, but okay. Yeah, well, it's because like... They explain it like the infection starts at your heart and goes out of your veins or whatever, so it actually like hardens all of your blood cells. 
so because all of your blood cells are hardened, they just they use the word cage, but really they just mean because yeah. your blood is hard, it's in your heart, and you can't blow it up. You know. Gotcha. So he invents a gun that goes through steel, and he's like, or iron. I don't think they have steel. <laughs> and he's like, well, this would finally pierce their heart cage. So he's all excited, and then the town is receiving a train. So he has to like go to work for the night shift and clean the train. But as he's going there, they put down the tracks, and the train doesn't stop. It just keeps going and like crashes through the wall and into the city because they left the gate down because they thought it was a good train. Well, all the trains are good, technically. <laughs> they can either be bad nor good because they're inanimate objects, but <laughs> you find out they're taken over by the zombies and don't stop and crash into the wall. So now his town's getting taken over, and he takes his gun and tries to like fight his way to the station, and a zombie, well, because his reasoning is like he ran away when his sister died, but he's like, now I have a weapon to do something. He sucks at fighting and gets bit by one of the zombies. He kills it, though, but he gets bit. Oh. So now he has, like, a short time before he turns into a zombie, and they never really explain this, although I'm willing to forgive it, but he, uh, he like, straps himself up in this machine and puts, like, a call around his neck so the infection, like, can't get to his brain. He figures out it's an infection, basically, right? I don't know if stopping the blood flow in your veins would actually stop the infection from spreading, but it does. So now he becomes what the namesake of the show is, a cabinary. Uh, the zombies are called cabinet, cabinet, but he's like the cabinary, so he's a human hybrid of the zombies. Ah, sounds familiar. Yeah, so much like Attack on Titan, now he has special powers. He's like better at fighting and stuff. And he meets this girl called Mume, who for some reason is 13, though she looks much older. No, she's 12. She looks the same age as him, and he's 18 or whatever. Um, and she's also one of them. And she's killing all the zombies, but she doesn't want to stay there. So, uh, this character has like a boatload of... Or this show has a boatload of characters. It has like probably a hundred characters that have names. Jesus. But, but basically, you just have to know there's the main character... And then there's Mume, who's like the secondary main character of the girl. And then they have all the people that escape from his village on a train after it's ran over. So they have the leader, who's like the princess. She has her samurai guy. And then they have like all of Ikuma's engineer friends. And then like two girls that like are mother figures that take care of everyone. And that's like all the main characters of that faction. So... Then they just are driving the train, and Mume's goal is to get to the capital to see her brother. And Ikuma's goal is to get to the capital. So everyone's goal is to get to the capital. He wants to show them the gun, you know, because he's, he's tired of hiding, and he can fight them, much like Attack on Titan. So then they go through these trials, which actually is kind of the most boring part. They, like, go to the station that's already run over, and they have to figure out how to get the train through it, and they fight the zombies, right? And for like, so the first two episodes he's in this town. The next six episodes, all the way up to eight, he's fighting zombies and talking to Mume and figuring out that like, um, she her mother was killed and she had to leave a village, but her brother, who's like her adoptive brother, is the son of the shogun, who's like their leader of the all of Japan, who's in the capital, right? And he essentially made her into one of the zombie hybrids so she's stronger. So he finds out, like, his was happenstance, but 
this guy was willing to turn her into one of his own volition, and it's apparently like a scientific thing. But they're not willing to share that information with like normal people. So then the most interesting part of the show are the final four episodes where he meets Biba, or her adoptive brother, who's the son of the Shogun. And Biba's part of, like, in Attack on Titan, they have the same faction. You know, those people that went outside the wall and, like, killed the mm-hmm. Titans? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they have that, except it's on, like, a giant black war train. And this train drives around to all the stations just killing the zombies, like, for fun and to try to get rid of them. So at first he looks up to him because he's like, wow, this guy's so strong. He can kill the zombies and helps them, helps Viva. But then he finds out that, like, he really just kills the zombies. And when someone's about to turn into a zombie, he kills them and, like, really enjoys just killing. <laughs> so he's like, this guy's not so good. And then he, find out, he finds out he turned Mume into one of the hybrids on purpose. So then he also hates him for that because um, the, like, stipulation of being that is you have to, like, drink blood and people just generally hate you and obviously it'd be preferable to be like a human so he's upset for her even though she kind of reveres her adoptive brother and um so he hates him and he's like i'm gonna get revenge and he's clearly not a good person and then it's revealed they they uh biba because his train breaks hijacks the like civilian train from the village and locks up ikuma and Mume, because they're, like, the only ones that can stop them, right? Because they're strong. And they start driving the train to the capital. And their plan is, because in the backstory, they really have to throw in the backstory, because this whole show is only 12 episodes. In the backstory, it's revealed that um, he was left, like, or he was sent to go fight the zombies when it first happened, but then, because of political like disagreement, the shogun, his dad, decided to stop sending supplies and troops. So they basically just left him to die. And he didn't die. He, like, all of his hardcore fighting people won eventually. So now their whole goal is to go back and kill the shogun or king. So they drive the train there, and uh, it shows in the front of the train they connected a car from the old train full of all these zombies, so they captured all the zombies that they've been fighting and they plan on releasing them in the capital essentially to give them, you know, a taste of their own medicine, what they left them to die to. And then Ikuma really wants to stop them. So to me, this is the best part of the show, because I thought the zombies were just going to be the bad guys the whole time. And it's... I should have known, because Attack on Titan, like, the people are the titans, that they would also throw this in. And I like this about the original author's writing, how, like, the central theme in both shows is like perhaps people are what you should be fearing. They make a good point of this because Ikuma says to the princess in the beginning mm. when she's pointing the guns at the people getting off the train in case they're infected that um, like perhaps we should think about who we're pointing the guns at. Like we're, we're always pointing the guns at each other instead of the real threat. And um, so the good it's nice that like a thinking person is now the bad guy because if they're just going to fight the zombies forever, like. As far as the show's concerned, that's like a fight that wouldn't be won easily, so it would just be like 20 episodes of them fighting zombies, which would get really boring. So, Biba goes to the capital. I don't mind spoiling the whole show, because I've already done it so far, and the story isn't really the driving part so much as the characters and their motivations, so if you haven't watched the show, you'd still enjoy doing so by like... I guess getting the satisfaction of like why they're all motivated to do stuff because like I said there's like a hundred characters and 
they all play pivotal roles. They are good at writing in like the characters to be important. So I'm just giving you the main story. So then Ikuma eventually, with his like band of people that agree with him, has to save Mumei from Viva, uh, stop Viva from killing the Shogun. They don't, actually. He succeeds at that. And then they have to fight Viva and win. And the ending of the show is kind of really bad. He saves Mumei, which I guess you can believe he's invested in because he like, views her as the sister he didn't save when he was 10. And so you're like happy for that, but then he fights Viva. Viva's not really a bad guy. He just kind of wanted revenge, and then he was going to help rebuild the city. I mean, he did kill everyone with the zombies, so I guess technically he is a bad guy, but um, he fights them, and then in the end, Viva saves Ikema because he like shoots him with this antidote thing to turn him into a human again. So then it never really explains why he was suddenly good at the end and what they're going to do after. <laughs> they just get on the train again and leave the capital. So yeah. So he did he make it to the capital and like see his brother? Or? Yeah, yeah. Okay, he doesn't have a brother. Mume does. And, oh, sorry, that's what I meant. Yeah, Mume's brother is just the king's or the shogun's son because she uh, she calls him brother, but really he just like found her on one of his missions to kill the zombies. Gotcha. Yeah, so the resolution is, like, he's using Mumei. Biba is the brother. Um, Ikuma's mad about it. He saves Mumei from Biba, kills Biba. Biba kills the Shogun, and that's the end of the show. The zombies are still the bad guys, but now I guess the useless Shogun isn't in power, and neither is Biba, who's, like, the tyrannical ruler. So I guess you can be happy that, like, Ikuma and Mumei are now the leaders, and perhaps they'll care about the people more. So do you think there'll be a season two? I hope not. Um, I mean, it was exciting. Like, the animation's really good. It's similar to Attack on Titan. The pacing might have been better, because it was shorter overall. Because I felt Attack on Titan dragged. But, like, the way it ends doesn't give me hope for a second season, nor do I want one. Because it's like, they wrap it up at the end. The the Shogun dies, he kills Biva, saves Mumei, all in one episode. And that's, like, the whole point of the show, all at once. And it's fine that they wrapped everything up, but it doesn't leave it anywhere to go. Like, we already established that he wants to be with Mumei. She kind of feels the same way now. She's okay with her brother dying. And, um... The only enemy left is the zombies. Unless they introduce another human character that's bad. And, like, I really don't care to watch them kill the zombies with their steam weapons. So, I'm not sure. I mean, I gave it a six. Mm Mm-hmm. I was really excited when it first came out, and it looked really cool, and it was better than Attack on Titan in the beginning, and at episode 8, I was more hopeful because the bad guys were humans, but then towards the end, I just, I didn't really care. The main character is, like, the super, uh, like, fake charismatic character trope, where he's like, I gotta, I gotta lead the people, and they don't know what they're doing, much like Eren, you know, he's, like, somewhat powerful, but... He regrets doing things because he's not quite powerful enough. And, like, to me, that kind of show is boring. I think yeah. they could have made it better by having Biba be more explained of a character. Because in the way, he's, like, the real main character, even over Mumei, when he's trying to face off with Ikuma. And, uh, knowing more of his motivation to kill the Shogun would have been better. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I mean, he succeeds, so... Clearly the author of the book slash show 
really thought it was important that they draw like the foil of who's good and who's bad other than the zombies but then it just kind of falls flat because you're like well the good guy won and is there now no evil faction because even the people that were following Bebo are now like part of the good train and then they just leave (laughs) so yeah well there you go also Bebo's supposed to be like the best guy at fighting and he loses so I don't know And there's no, like, catch-22 of, like, reason why he loses, either. He just, like, does, so. I gotcha. Well, a show of med- me- mediocrity, it sounds like. Both those shows just... Yeah, I mean, I remember how you were saying, like, oh, this show's great, oh. Attack on Titan with zombies, oh my god, it's great. And then it turns out, like, kind of the same thing I kind of dealt with. Great premise on paper, and then it just execution just sucked. Mm-hmm. Like, you could tell they spent a lot of time thinking about it and making the show. Like, there's so many characters, and uh, they did a good job making them all have a personality, despite being such a short show. And, like, it wasn't done by people that didn't know what they were doing, seemingly, like, anime production-wise, but uh, maybe I just disagree with the author where the exciting part is. To me, saving the girl and, like, being the good guy wasn't the exciting part of the show. It was, like, how their society was going to deal with the threat is more exciting, mm-hmm. which I feel like Attack on Titan still has hope to be exciting in that regard. Because they're going to have, like, the conflict of, like, well, they... the Titans can hide among us, and who should be in power? The person that thinks everyone should be, like, you know, jailed until proven they're not Titans, or people that are willing to help fight, like Ikema believed, and not point guns at each other. So, like, to me, that's the more exciting part. The Maybe I'm just a sucker for, like, the political intrigue, but... I really don't care that he saved the girl, and now they're going to go kill all the zombies. Gotcha. Gotcha. So really, the best part of the show was the uncertainty of before I finished it, and like the relationship of the characters. They did do a good job with that. So like I said, it's like even though I gave it a 6, you could still enjoy it, because they did a good job writing in all the characters and having them interact, and... I think what I talked about was the worst part of the show, the main story, whereas like the more enjoyable part was just watching it week to week and seeing the characters interact with each other. I hear you. All That's right. it. Okay. Well, I think that'll wrap it up here. Thanks everybody for listening. You know, check out our review index, bonzebeat.com for slash reviews. And uh until next time, man. What shall we be reviewing next time? Anything in particular? Not sure yet. Hmm. I'm not sure yet. Alright. Well, until next time, which should be soon. Thanks for listening, and uh, look forward to feedback, and uh, if you haven't, really appreciate it. Alright, thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. This has been the Bonsai Beat Podcast. If you have any feedback, head over to BonsaiBeat.com and leave a comment on the show notes for this episode. While you're there, you can also find our review index, which has a list of all the anime that we've reviewed on the Bonsai Beat Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to add us to your favorite podcatcher. You can find links to do that on our website. Otherwise, we're also on iTunes and Stitcher Radio if that's easier for you. Once again, this is the Bonsai Beat Podcast. Thank you for listening. And if you have any other questions or comments, you can send them to bonsaibeat at gmail.com.